Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. So I got this question in my email from uh, Yudkarsh. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. He said, uh, I want to ask a question. I just had a client request and he told me to create a web store for him. What should I charge him? What I mean, actually, is there any way of determining the price of your services? So I'm, I want to walk through that in this episode because there absolutely is. And I think it's it's actually these days, it's it's pretty pretty straightforward to do it. I won't say it's easy, but it is pretty straightforward in terms of the process. So I want to walk through that process and hopefully give you some insight in how to do that. Of course, before I do that, I want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com. Support the show. Also find I've got tons of coding training over there. I've got my Upwork 101 course available over there, which is going to show you how to get on Upwork and actually start getting clients and and have pricing to to, to worry about. But also all my PHP courses, my OOP course, uh, my my PHP 101, login script, forms course, all that sort of stuff. And got a bunch of good bundles over there that have some deals for you as well. And you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout to get an extra 20% off. So I would really appreciate it if, you'd, if you're looking for coding training, if you'd at least stop by store.johnmorrisonline.com and give it a look and see if you can find it over there. I think the training is great. Also, again, it will help support the show as well. All right, so let's get into this question. How do you figure out what to charge for your services? Well, the reason that the, that this is straightforward is most of the stuff that we do as developers is not new under the sun. In particular, a, a web store, uh, when I hear web store, I, I think e-commerce. So I'm, I'm assuming that that's what we mean by web store here. So I'm, I'm operating off of that context. And... E-commerce sites are have been around for a long time. There's all sorts of developers that are out there that are offering those services. So there's an established market for these sorts of things. In the early days, way back in the day when I when I got started, maybe this stuff wasn't as established as a little bit harder to figure out, but there is now a sophisticated market for all of this stuff and you can use that really to to kind of guide how you figure out what you should charge. So the first question that I would ask you when you're sitting and that you should ask yourself when you're sitting down to figure out what you should charge for a particular service, any service is what's the market rate? What is everybody else charging? And this isn't something that's particular to our industry. This is really how you would do this in any industry. So we can just simply apply those same principles. So what's what's the market rate? Well, how do you figure that out? Well, you just do a little research. You go and you maybe Google e-commerce developer or if it's a particular piece of software, maybe it's WooCommerce. You say WooCommerce developer. And you look at other developers' sites and the services they're offering and you figure out what they're charging for a similar type of site. So what are other developers charging to build e-commerce sites? And you you look at you know several of those, maybe the top 10 that come up on Google or that you can find, and you start to get sort of a range of what people are charging for these services. Now, one of the things that makes this even a little bit simpler is that we have Upwork and Freelancer and all these sorts of sites. So if you're dealing with a client from one of those sites, 
you can you can go on Upwork and search for this the these sorts of projects and you can see what the budgets are for those projects or if you I recommend I always tell people this if you're a developer go on Upwork and create also an a, cl- a client account if you haven't yet and you don't ever have to hire anybody but it allows you to view Upwork from the client's perspective and it's all in the same account right so you log into the same account and you'll have a basically under your little logo in the top right when you click it you'll be able to lo- you'll be able to kind of log into your client account or into your developer account so log into your client account and go out there and search for WooCommerce developer or something like that and see what those people are charging and you can click into those developers profiles and you can look through their job history and you can see what people have actually paid them to to do these sorts of same similar projects. So you have tons of information available that you can go out and research to figure out what other developers are charging for the same service and get a sort of market rate. So that would be the first thing is to do your research and figure out what other developers are charging, what the market rate is. The second part of that is uh, the question for what? And I think this is a thing that a lot of people sort of, they forget about this part of it. And the for what is, okay, you, you've looked at all of these developers and what they're charging, but what are they also giving in return? What is the person actually, the client actually getting in return for this? And that's important because we don't, if you think about when you buy something, it's never just about price. It's always about price for what you're getting. And so you want to have an understanding of sort of the base requirements that a client would expect to get in your particular market. So in this case, the the, the e-commerce market. You might have in your head what you think that they're wanting, but the expectations that they have having worked with other developers or seen other projects or other sites and so forth might be different than what you have in your head. And if you're not, if you're not providing the same thing that, you know, other developers are, then you're not going to be able to charge that same rate. So you, you know, you don't just want to know the price, the market rate. You also want to know what you're going to be expected to live, to deliver. And then when you know that, you can start to manipulate things a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you figure out the market rate and you figure out the standard sort of delivery model, what the, what they're expecting to get. So at this certain expectation level, they're, they're willing to pay this particular price. And so you've got that figured out. Well, now what you can do is you can have a premier option or a premium option. And in, in that, you're going to give them everything they would expect to get from anybody else out there, but you also have all of these, you know, four or five different add-on services that they're going to get as well, and you charge a little bit extra for that, but they get a ton of value in return. And so now you're actually able to charge more for your services and make more per project than maybe the standard flat rate out there. Now you're giving extra services to get that, but maybe you've worked it out where you can easily deliver those services and it's worth uh, worth you doing that to make that extra income. Or you can go the other way, right? You can offer a budget option and say, hey, I'm, you know, $1,000 less per project than these other people, but that's because, not because I'm a terrible developer, it's because, 
you know, they offer you this, all of these things. And I think, you know, this, this, and this aren't necessarily required. And if you're on a budget, then you can get away with not having a developer do those things. Those are maybe things that, that, uh, you could do on your own, etc. And so you can hire me for a budget option and I'll, I'll do the most important things that you can't do. And then I'll, you know, give you a, a PDF that explains how to do the other things that you can then do on your own. And so, you can have so so if you look at that what you can end up with is a full range you can end up hey i'm offering the same thing everybody else is offering for about the same price but i also have a budget option if you're on a budget so now you appeal to customers that have a lower budget and you also have a premium option so now you appeal to customers there's always going to be a certain segment of a market that's willing to pay more to get more and so you can appeal to that segment of the market now and now you appeal across the full range of your market that's something I don't think a lot of a lot of freelancers and a lot of developers really think through, and the ones who do tend to do really, really well. So what's the market rate for what? Developing those range range of, uh, of prices. And the third thing is context. So it's important to understand the context in which all this is happening. So if you're doing this on your own website, that's a completely different context than if you're doing this if this client is something someone you've got through say Upwork. Upwork is a lot more competitive. They're going to have a lot more people bidding on that particular project. You know, they or in this case because you're they're already a client of yours, they may have worked with other clients in the past or worked with you in the past. What's the you know, what's the <laughs> what's the relationship like up to this point if you've been charging $10 an hour and they want you to now want you to build an e-commerce site and you suddenly say, well, it's going to be 10 grand to build the e-commerce site that maybe isn't going to <laughs> really jive with them. It's not necessarily going to make sense to them. So it's important to understand the context of where all this is happening, understand the prior relationships you've, you've had with them or understand the context of the site uh, in which it is happening on and adjust your pricing accordingly. So if you're uh, doing this on Upwork, for example, you know you would want to really confine your research to Upwork and understand what people on Upwork are charging for this kind of thing, because looking at other websites that are out there and so forth, that can be good information. But the client is really looking at this from the perspective of uh, the Upwork site itself. So uh, it's important to again just understand that context and be able to adjust your pricing accordingly. I charged, when I was on Upwork, I charged a lot less on Upwork than I did on my own regular site. It just was, you pretty much had to. There was really no way around that, which is why I worked to build up my job history and my portfolio and my my client base to the point that I didn't have to be on Upwork anymore and I could just do it uh, from, all get all my work from my own site. You just instantly make more money that way. So again, understand uh, the context. The fourth thing then I would say is scope. And this maybe has less to, to do. This is related to for what, but it, and it maybe has a little bit less to do with pricing. But one of the things that I, I kind of like to always say about this sort of thing is it's really, really important that you you define the scope of a project very well. So in working with your client, you say, I'll build the e-commerce store. Here's what it's all going to have. Here's the price it's going to be. This is a pretty standard market rate. 
And then you need to take some time to really define what you're not going to do. And that helps them to understand the client from the very beginning that scope creep is going to be difficult and it helps them to understand, okay, it helps manage expectations so that they don't have some sort of expectation in their head, just assuming that you're going to do something. Like for example, with the e-commerce site, maybe it's, you're going to load all their pro uh, products in there for them. Maybe they already have a hundred products and they need loaded into this new system. And they're just in their mind expecting that you're going to do that. And in your offer for the build, that's not a part of your standard offer. Maybe that's a part of your premium offer, but it's not a part of your standard offer. So you need to specifically say, for this price, I am not going to do this, 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 and this. And that helps really clearly define the scope so they understand uh, what they're getting. And then you can add to that and say, if you would like me to do any of these things, I'm happy to do them. However, you know, there, there will be extra, you know, I'll charge $50 an hour, however long it takes me to load in your product. Uh, products or, or or however you decide to do that, whatever your sort of standard rate is. But again, un really being clear about scope is related to pricing and the fact that you can, uh, you, you want to really define it well so they understand exactly what they're getting. And then that opening to the price can go up if you want me to do these sorts of things. So just really getting clear on the scope of the whole thing. The final one then is really more of an internal thing and it and I call this self-worth. So I don't I don't hear a ton of people talk about this sort of thing, but I think it's a very real part of this whole whole process is you don't want a price to the point that every project that you work on, you feel like you're not getting what you deserve. Because that is setting yourself up to feel underappreciated, undervalued, and so forth. And it's really only your own fault, especially when it comes to freelance work, because you're the one setting the price. And so as you're going through all of this and you're assessing the price and figuring out the context and be like, oh, my client would probably only be willing to go this far, etc. You always have to keep in mind, if I do this at this price, am I going to feel good or am I going to feel like I got used? And if you feel like you're going to get used, then you need to reassess what you're thinking. And you really need to communicate that with your client and, and say, look, you know, I know that I've been doing this, uh, this work for you at you know, $20 an hour. But to be honest with you, I feel like that's really, really cheap. And you want me to build a full e-commerce store for you. Like I feel like I need to charge the appropriate pricing for, for me to actually feel like I'm getting what I deserve to 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 do this. And so the pricing is going to be XYZ. You know, you, you you have to you have to always keep that in mind. Otherwise what happens, every project that goes by, you feel worse and worse and worse and worse to the point you just want to give up on this thing altogether because you feel like you're working way too much to make way too little. And that again, it all it's all really your own fault when it comes to freelancing because you're the one setting the price you're the one accepting it now i know there's a a, a whole thing of a hey i gotta pay bills i gotta put food on the table etc etc but you know you need to <laughs> at the very least you need to recognize that that is 
if that's going to be your approach to it, then you need to be happy to be just doing that. And you need to real you need to be able to accept that at that level. Um, but but again, I just think a lot of developers don't really think about it all that much, and it's something that can can really harm you in the long term. So, what's the market rate? What is that? What are they getting, and how can you manipulate with that a little bit? What's the context of where it's all happening? Being clear on scope and how changes in scope will affect pricing and then keeping in mind your own self-worth and making sure that you feel valued and appreciated for what you're doing. If you follow that, do the research. I think you'll be in good shape and I think you'll have a a good sense of being confident in making your pitch to your client, knowing what the market rates are and, and, and what they're getting in return for that and also being comfortable within yourself that you're getting paid appropriately for what you're doing and you can kind of stay motivated long term. So that's my answer. Hopefully that 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 helps you figure out your your pricing problem and, and get that taken care of. So that'll do it for this episode. If you like the show, I'd appreciate if you'd share it with someone who has a similar you might know that has a similar question like this, uh, that that you think this might help them to get an answer they need. I'd appreciate that. Also, if you want all of the links for Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that sort of thing, you can head to John Morris Show. Dot com Get all those links, get all the past episodes and so forth there. And while you're there, if you click on the start here link, that'll that's the instructions that'll walk you through how to get module one of my PHP 101 course, which I'll give you if you'll leave me an honest review of the show over on iTunes. I'd appreciate that. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.